Good morning and thank you for joining us for Maddens and Prayers on this Monday, August the 16th, 2021. Uh, we'll be following the service of Matins on page 219 of the Lutheran Service Book. Uh, today is Isaac Day, uh, so we'll be remembering him at the end of the service. Um, our hymn is hymn 694, hymn 694, Thee will I love my strength. My tower, stanza four, and our psalm is Psalm 11. Psalm 11. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Praise to you, O Christ. Blessed be God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, come, let us worship Him. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise unto him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. The deep places of the earth are in his hand. The strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hand formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Blessed be God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Oh, come, let us worship Him. 
Psalm 11. In the Lord I take refuge. How can you say to my soul, Flee like a bird to your mountain? For behold, the wicked bend the bow. They have fitted their arrow to the string to shoot in the dark at the upright in heart. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes see, his eyelids test the children of man. The Lord tests the righteous, but his soul hates the wicked and the one who loves violence. Let him rain coals on the wicked. Fire and sulfur and a scorching wind shall be the portion of their cup. For the Lord is righteous, he loves righteous deeds. The upright shall behold his face. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Our hymn is hymn 694, stanza 4. 694, stanza 4. Thee will I love my strength and tower. then and humble, permit me nevermore to stray. Uphold me when my feet would stumble, and keep me on the narrow way. Fill all my nature with thy light, O radiant, strong, and Our New Testament reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning in the first verse. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 1. Am I not free? 
Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Are not you my workmanship in the Lord? If to others I'm not an apostle, at least I am to you, for you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. This is my defense to those who would examine me. Do we not have the right to eat and drink? Do we not have the right to take along a believing wife, as do the other apostles and the brothers of the Lord and Cephas? Or is it only Barnabas and I who have no right to refrain from working for a living? Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard without eating any of its fruit? Or who tends a flock without getting some of the milk? Do I say these things on human authority? Does not the law say the same? For it is written in the law of Moses, You shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain. Is it for oxen that God is concerned? Does he not speak entirely for our sake? It was written for our sake, because the plowman should plow in hope, and the thresher thresh in hope of sharing in the crop. If we have sown spiritual things among you, is it too much? If we reap material things from you, if others share this rightful claim on you, do not we even more? Nevertheless, we have not made use of this right. We endure anything rather than to put an obstacle in the way of the gospel of Christ. Do you not know that those who are employed in the temple service get their food from the temple and those who serve at the altar share in the sacrificial offerings? In the same way, the Lord commanded that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel. But I have no use of any of these rights, nor am I writing these things to secure any such provision. For I would rather die than have anyone deprive me of my ground of boasting. For if I preach the gospel, that gives me no ground for boasting, for necessity is laid upon me. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a reward. But if not of my own will, I am still entrusted with a stewardship. What then is my reward? That in my preaching I may present the gospel free of charge, so as not to make full use of my right in the gospel. For though I am free from all I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. To the Jews I became as a Jew, in order to win Jews. To those under the law I became as one under the law, though not being myself under the law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law I became as one outside the law, not outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside of the law. To the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, that I may share with them in its blessings. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Forever, O Lord. Your word is firmly set in the heavens. 
Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Our reading this morning comes from Martin Luther. It follows from this argument that there is no true basic difference between laymen and priests, princes and bishops, between religious and secular, except for the sake of office and work, but not for the sake of status. They are all of the spiritual state. All are truly priests, bishops, and popes, but they all do not have the same work to do, just as all priests and monks do not have the same work. This is the teaching of St. Paul in Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12 and in 1 Peter 2, as I've said above, namely, that we are all one body of Christ, the head and all members one of another. Christ does not have two different bodies, one temporal and the other spiritual, but there's one head and one body. Therefore, just as those who are now called spiritual, that is priests, bishops, popes, are neither different from other Christians nor superior to them, except they're charged with the administration of the word of God and the sacraments, which is their work and office. So it is with the temporal authorities. They bear the sword and rod in their hand to punish the wicked and protect the good. A cobbler, a smith, a peasant, each has work and office of his trade, and yet they are all alike consecrated priests and bishops. Further, everyone must benefit and serve every other by means of his own work or office. So in this way, many kinds of work may be done for the bodily and spiritual welfare of the community, just as all the members of the body serve one another. We sing the Te Deum. We praise you, O God. We acknowledge you to be the Lord. All the earth now worships you, the Father everlasting. To you all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To you cherubim and seraphim continually do cry. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of the majesty of your glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise you. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise you. 
the noble army of martyrs praise you. The Holy Church throughout all the world does acknowledge you. The Father of an infinite majesty, your adorable true and only Son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. You are the King of glory, O Christ. You are the everlasting Son of the Father. When you took upon yourself to deliver man, you humble yourself to be born of a virgin. When you had overcome the sharpness of death, you opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You sit at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that you will come to be our judge. We therefore pray you to help your servants, whom you have redeemed with your precious blood. Make them to be numbered with your saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save your people and bless your heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify you, and we worship your name forever and ever. Grant, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. O Lord, let your mercy be upon us as our trust is in you. O Lord, in you have I trusted let me never be confounded. We sing the Kyrie. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, hear my prayer, and let my cry come to you. We pray the collect of the day, and then the collect from last Sunday. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, through the patriarch Isaac, 
you preserved the seed of the Messiah and brought forth the new creation. Continue to preserve the church as the Israel of God as she manifests the glory of your holy name by continuing to worship your Son, the child of Mary, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, always more ready to hear than we to pray and to give more than we either desire or deserve, pour down upon us the abundance of your mercy, forgiving those things of which our conscience is afraid and giving us those good things that we are not worthy to ask except through the merits and mediation of Christ our Lord who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all of our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning for Maddens and Prayers. Uh, we'll be doing it uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday this week. I uh, hope you can join us again. May God bless your day and your week. Oh, I forgot to do about Isaac. Isaac. Let me find the spot here. Today we celebrate Isaac. Isaac, the long-promised and awaited son of Abraham and Sarah, was born when his father was 100 years old and his mother was 91 years old. The announcement of his birth brought both joy and laughter to his aged parents, thus the name Isaac, which means laughter. As a young man, Isaac accompanied his father to Mount Moriah, where Abraham, in obedience to God's command, prepared to sacrifice him as a burnt offering. But God intervened, sparing Isaac's life by providing a ram as a substitute offering thus pointing to the substitutionary sacrifice of Christ for the sins of the world. Isaac was given in marriage to Rebekah, and they had twin sons, Esau and Jacob. In his old age, Isaac, blind and feeble, wanted to give his blessing and chief inheritance to his favorite and eldest son, Esau. But through deception, Rebekah helped Jacob receive his father's blessing instead resulting in years of family enmity. Isaac died at the age of 180 and was buried in the family burial cave at Machpelah by his sons, who by then had become reconciled. Thank you for joining us. May God bless you this day.